Welcome to the Leverage to Scale show. I'm Amber Vilhauer, founder and CEO of LeverageToScale.com, brought to you by NGNG Enterprises, standing for No Guts, No Glory. We work with purpose-driven business owners to develop their online platform and scale their influence. We believe that you have the opportunity to positively change the world one relationship at a time. Stick around to the end of the show in about 20 minutes and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing marketing podcasts. Let's go. All right. Welcome to Leverage to Scale. I'm your host today. I'm Dan and uh, welcome to this episode, which is going to be exciting because uh, I have another entrepreneurial minded person who was very exciting. Uh, And when I looked at your profile at Rocky online, I was like, man, this is going to be awesome because I love what I love. So first of all, Rocky Lalvani, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. And so what I love about this is that your your LinkedIn banner says that you help small businesses, small business owners maximize their business profit. And I was like, all right, that's cool. But you look down a little bit and your headline then says, adds to that, so they have the time and freedom to do what they love. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, that is so cool. So let's get into this. Tell me a little bit about you, Rocky. You are an entrepreneurial-minded person who helps entrepreneurs. Do you consider yourself an entrepreneur too? I do now in some senses and part partially I'm a technician, partially I'm an entrepreneur. It depends on what venture and it depends on what I want to do, right? So the entrepreneurial part is putting other people in charge, but then the technician part is doing what you love. So there are parts that I love and that's what I want to do. And there's parts that I don't want to do. And so then I become entrepreneurial, especially on the real estate side, very entrepreneurial there. Um, less so on the profit first side. Gotcha. So let's dive in a little bit then. Tell me, I'd love to know a little bit more about you, like what exactly you do, how you frame who Rocky is nowadays. What does that look like? So who I am nowadays. Um, So I left corporate a year, a little, yeah, about a year ago. I had enough of the, uh, the grind and so forth, but I always had a side business. So I was always doing multiple side businesses, had multiple streams of revenue, always with the idea that one day when I have courage, I will just go do (laughs) what I really love. And honestly, the job I had paid really well and didn't require a lot. And when they started to require a little, I said, "Ah, I'm out of (laughs) here. That's fair. So it's more, yeah, that's that entrepreneurial spirit, right? I want to do things the way I want to do it. I'm not going to do it the way someone else uh, does it. So now I just work with entrepreneurs and, and literally it's about the reason we go after profit is so you have the fuel to live the rest of your life. But I'm more concerned with the rest of your life than with the money. But we need money before we can make the rest of those decisions, right? It allows us to make choices based on our values and desires instead of what our bank account says. Yeah, sure. That sounds like a, a hefty goal to have, a nice mission and a vision to have there. Um, so, so why? What, what, what's the reason that you left corporate behind and then you started this business? I left corporate because I got sick of it. I never loved my job. You know, they they always say the enemy of great is good, and I had mm. good, so that's why I stayed there. I've been doing financial coaching for years now. Um, Long time ago, I went down, met Dave Ramsey and his group, took training from them, figured out I don't want to deal with broke people. It's just (laughs) not the place I want to be. You got to know your anti-persona, right? I don't don't want that. I don't want that. Then I started uh, working with people who were making six figures 
who's, you know, they're making good money. But then we started to answer the question, hey, you're making good money. Why aren't you living the life of your dreams? And so we, we started focusing there and helping them with that. And then a couple of years ago, someone brought to my attention that business owners don't look at their financial statements. And I nearly fell over. It's true. Yeah. Business owners do not look at their financial statements. 80% of them will not look at them. 15% will look at them, but not totally understand them. And 5% actually get the numbers. And that's why 5% of businesses usually survive beyond five, five years, because they're looking at their numbers. They have the money to drive their business. And that's a big part of it. But if you don't do that, that's a problem. And so when I learned that, I said, whoa, I can help business owners. They're willing to pay. It's the perfect fit that comes together. And the Profit First system was an easy way to help business owners look at their finances without having to be accountants. So that's the problem. Business owners don't want to be accountants, right? They want to sure. do what they love. Nobody wants to be an accountant. My wife's a CPA. Like, you all know what you think of accountants, right? That's not what you want to be. You want to do what you love. But if you don't take care of the accounting, you're really screwed, whether it's somebody ripping you off in business or you just overspending. And that's the biggest problem with business owners. They overspend. So a business owner goes, hey, I got a seven-figure business. That's wonderful. That's your revenue. How much do you actually keep, right? Mm. That's the important thing. And most business owners don't find out how much they keep until they see their accountant for tax time, and they tell you, congratulations, you're profitable, you made this much profit, and the business owner goes, where is that money? And the accountant just laughs at them. <laughs> you spent it, right? Because yeah. that's what happens. The reality is, is for most business owners, a dollar in revenue is not equal to a dollar in spending. If you want to spend an additional dollar, more than likely, you need $20 in revenue to justify that $1 in spending. So if you're going to go out and make an investment and, oh, this is 10x return, you're losing money in many businesses because you don't have the profit margin to throw off that extra dollar to spend. And so that's where the problem comes. And unfortunately, when you look at the financial reports, they don't show you the reality of what's going on with your cash. And that's the most important thing. Is there cash in the bank to make payroll? Is there cash in the bank to buy the next thing I need to buy so that I can sell it or deliver it or whatever? Cash flow is king. The problem mm. is none of the reports do a very good job of showing you cash. And that's the problem. That's why business owners struggle. Hmm. So what is it that motivates you then to, to help businesses get there? What's your, your why, your responsibility? So we are right now in the middle of COVID, right? Mm -hmm. What is the government doing? They are printing money like you have never seen. They're essentially debasing our currency. Who's going to be here to survive? Who's going to be able to do the things that will make this country better? Business owners, right? That is where things happen. They're the ones who hire people. They're the ones who deliver the things that we love and have. If we can keep business owners strong, we as a country are strong, but if they're all going bankrupt because of this and because of their own not so, you know, goodness with money, yeah, that creates a horrible society. And so we need to have good, strong businesses with good cash flow that can hire people that can make the economy boom so that we can pay off this ridiculous amount of money that the Fed is just printing without end. 
Yeah. And even outside of the COVID time, it sounds like Rocky, your why might be to build that better society based on the backs of small business, which is where America was built. It is. And that's very true. I mean, if you think about it, that is where America's built. Those are the people who go out and revive communities and make them better. And so, yeah, pre-COVID, that was truly the case. Now that it's COVID, it's, it's 10x the reason. Yeah. So entrepreneurs listening, if you know if you are thinking, yeah, I want to learn more about, about profits. I mean, Rocky, you've got the Profit Answer Man podcast that you're building um, and other resources. So that's great. Um, I, but I got to believe it's not all fun and games, so to speak, right? You're doing what you love, which is great, but there also are stumbling blocks. There are hard moments. Entrepreneurs get to the point where they just throw their hands up and go, enough is enough. What am I doing? Have you had those moments already in this year journey? In this year journey, um, not really. I built for this. So I already had the wealth. I could just walk away and go sit on a beach, but that's boring, right? Right, right. Who wants you? I spent my life thinking that that's what I wanted in retirement. And the closer I got to it, the more I realized that that was a horrible way to live life. Because you're not growing, you're not serving, you're not helping, you're sitting on a beach getting fat and fried, and that just wasn't who I was. And so I, I changed the entire way that I looked at life and what I wanted to do. And so this is a business of passion and love, and I give it away. And if you look at my website, it says I would do this even if I weren't paid, because this is just what I love doing. Mm-hmm. So as an entrepreneur before that and your other ventures that you've built to get here and you've learned your lessons and stuff, what are some of those hard moments that you've lived through that you love to impart on others? I think the biggest thing is, the biggest thing for me a lot of times is the first step. It's the fear of taking the first step. Mm, And, And it is constantly, constantly, like the biggest thing that has held me back throughout my entire life, not taking the first step not trying something and realizing, hey, failure's not bad. We're going to test things out and see what happens. So go for it. Try it. Do it. I always say leap with a parachute. So don't, don't do something stupid, but, yeah. but go out and try things and do them. Had I done that, I would have so much more money than I already do. Be, but because I always waited for perfection or waited till I totally understood it instead of just going. That was probably the biggest mistake that I've made. And the biggest thing that I've struggled with, and I think I still struggle with it sometimes, is I'm not sure how to do something. So I ignore it instead Mm -hmm. of just taking action and taking the next step. Well, and I think there's a lesson there that we can look at the the SaaS world, the tech world. We, We have MVPs, minimum viable product, right? And so get that out there and, and leap with that parachute. I'll have a plan, but, but yeah, mm-hmm. do it sooner. So that's your advice. Do it, do it sooner. Yeah. Do it sooner and make sure that you, you run the numbers to make sure that it makes sense. That's a yeah. big part of what I do with, with my clients is they come to me and say, you know, I want to do this. It's going to cost X. I go, well, before we spend money, let's figure out if the market wants it, right? Go, go pick up the phone and call a few people. Do you want this service? Okay, they do. Is this the best place to get the product or learn or whatever it is that you need to implement that? Test it out. And if the market says yes and you have some pre-orders, that's all the better to make the decision because we know people are handing over their money 
before you make your large commitment. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Wise, wise counsel, my friend. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, the other, I mean, teaching moments. That was, that was a great teaching moment that you've learned. What other teaching moments do you love to, to share with people from all these years of, of entrepreneurship? And even like, again, maybe this year in particular, like leaving corporate and that's a huge thing but you had a safety net. What's been a teaching moment just this year alone? A teaching moment this year. That's a good question. So the biggest thing that I'm learning to do right now is networking. It's, mm-hmm. it's something that I really struggle with. And I'm like, oh, do I really have to do this? Do I really have to do that? And because of that, it's put me behind the curve. I'm an introvert. This is not what I like to do, right? I'm not the guy who does that. And so for me, it's been learning how to build systems to network in an appropriate way with the right people and then building the systems to keep track of people, keep track of their interests, what they like, learning to give and give and give before you ask for anything in return, Um, and just doing the little things that have to get done. I mean, this... COVID was kind of an overnight game changer because I was doing a lot of in-person networking and immediately everything got canceled. Yeah. And as soon as everything got canceled, just as fast, the online world opened up. And so all of a sudden I was in speed networking on Zoom calls every day, all <laughs> over the place, just meeting people like crazy. Yeah. Um, and it's wild. And that's actually what got me to this interview is because Josh Elledge opened up his program and said, hey, you can have it for free. Come, come learn my, my information and how I do what I do. Mm-hmm. And that has led me to more and more places that kind of have brought it back to here. But no, you have to understand something. As the, as the entrepreneur or leader of your business, one of your biggest jobs is sales. And if you don't realize that, you're in trouble right? Mm -hmm. Business owners or salespeople, you better learn to sell and sell your business because nobody else will do it with the passion you do. Mm. That's really good. Yeah. It's, it's hard to impart that passion, even as a vision caster, as entrepreneurs typically are, CEOs are, it's really hard to do that. That's really good. Um, Are there any uh, speed bumps over the last year? Any, any one thing in the last year that you would redo? So when I, yeah, so one of the things that I had to learn and one of my accountability partners really hammered me on this. A lot of times I would decide whether or not I should make an offer to the customer or whether they were going to buy from me. And he's like, no, 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 you always make the offer. You always make the pitch you let them decide. You don't get to decide for them by not making the offer, thinking, eh, they'll never go for it, so why bother? Or not making it a routine part of what I did. Mm-hmm. And so now I've, I've learned to constantly make the pitch and to frame it around what I can do for the customer, and then it's up to them to decide. They can say yes or no, that's fine. But always be making the pitch and always do it at the appropriate price points. So don't undervalue yourself. Too many people undervalue their services and their, their value of what they're selling. So yeah. do that appropriately. 
No, that's good. I like that idea. You, that way you're not leaving money on the table, right? And and it's okay to hear no um, mm-hmm. or to hear nothing. So no, that's good, Rocky. And I'm good with that too. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's um, pull out our crystal ball here. And I want to know what the future looks like for Rocky. Where do you see yourself three years from now or five years from now or maybe even 10 years from now? So my three-year goals at this point are a full coaching practice for me. And for me, I have a limit. You know, this is this is a passion project. So I'm not going to give up my entire life to do this. So I will only have 20 coaching clients. That's my limit. I've made the number. It gives me more than enough money to, to pay to go to conferences and buy books and learn things. It's enough. So for me, I know what enough is. Hmm. The second thing I'm doing is we're going to be building out a course. So we're just at the beginning stages of that. And so whatever that sells, it sells. However many people I can help with that, I help. And then as part of the course, the problem with most courses is people get stuck. They need help. So I think we're going to build out a membership site to allow people, because I can only handle 20 people, this allows everyone else a place to go at a reasonable price point. So even someone who couldn't afford me today would still have a place to go get the help and advice they need and have a community that can help and serve them as well. So that's, that's kind of the three-year plan. Once that's done, I don't know. I, I literally, I don't know. Part of it is my kids are just one's in college. One's just starting college. Mm -hmm. So we're about three to three. We're about three years out from him graduating. So at that point, it's time to reevaluate life. Where yeah. are we going next and, and what's going on? And then depending on where the kids go and what happens with them, I think will drive a lot of what goes forward after yeah. this. Well, it sounds like you're creating quite a bedrock of opportunity between the books and the conferences, the networking. You can do what you want, where you want, when you want. So, mm-hmm. And only <laughs> the awesome. things that I like to do. Right, I don't like right. to do it. We're not doing it. <laughs> 100%. Why not, right? I love that kind right. of freedom. That took um, me a long time to figure out. So I started with a blog. And okay. you know what I hate doing? Blogging. I like writing. <laughs> I don't like writing. I'm horrible at it. I don't like editing. It's I, I, My thoughts don't flow. But what I do really well at is speaking and having mm. conversations like we're having right now. And as soon as I made that switch, content creation went through the roof. Mm-hmm. And it's been, it's been a fun journey uh, with regards to that. Yeah. So if we bring it back from three years down to just one year, what does success look like for Rocky Lovani and for the the profit answer man, everything um, just in 2021? 2021 is I should have my full group. I should have the course built and launched. And at that point, we'll see where the membership site is, whether or not it's up and ready by the end of 2021. I would think we we'd have pretty good place on that and that, that it would be, becoming closer to fruition at that point. Hmm. Well, cool. So how, so how can the leverage to scale community jump on board and support you in that vision? What can, how can, where can people go? What can we do? So a couple things, uh, places to go. If you want to learn how to be profitable in your business, Profit Answer Man podcast is the perfect place to learn that. If you want to live a life of abundance, my other podcast is called Richer Soul. It's life beyond money. You got rich, now what? And we talk Mm -hmm. about health, wealth, um, relationships, time, and spirituality, and how you create harmony with those. 
in alignment with your purpose and having the right mindsets to, to live that kind of a life. Yeah. So those are both obviously in podcast players of your choice. Um, you have a website we can look and find all the information as well. So both of those are also websites. Okay. So you can go to richersoul.com or it's uh, profitcomesfirst.com. Profitcomesfirst.com. Great stuff. Rocky, thank you so much. This was uh, uplifting. This was fun. This was inspirational. Great and great stuff. Um, any last piece of advice to entrepreneurs that are listening? So yeah, I give a, a lot of entrepreneurs this, this piece of advice. Go out and open another bank account. Label the bank account profit. And every month, whatever your revenue is, take 1% of it and put it in your profit account. And in three months, see what it looks like. And then maybe up at another percent and go to 2%. You'll, once you start to see how much money is building up in your profit account, you'll get excited and you'll want to figure out how to grow that even larger over time. Hmm. So simple, but so powerful. Mic drop moment. Nice work. <laughs> you know what? Life is extremely simple, but simple is hard. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and that's the reality of it. Yeah. Serious wisdom in that one. Excellent. Rocky Lavani, the profit answer, man. Thank you so much for being a part of Leverage to Scale, my friend. Thank you for having me, Dan. It's a pleasure to be here today. much for listening to the Leverage to Scale show. If you are a purpose-driven business owner or professional who would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit leveragetoscale.com forward slash guest. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your favorite social network. If you do that, just be sure to tag us with a hashtag leverage to scale. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and pick one winner from each platform. What do you win? We are going to promote you and your business to all of our social media fans totally free. Next, if you thought this was a valuable use of your time, please support the show and give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. I believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. My name is Amber Vilhauer, and I thank you so much for your time. Let's connect on your favorite social channels. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being a part of the No Guts, No Glory movement.